Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rams Writer Podcast. I am your host, Simon. So, <laughs> I'm recording this after probably our performance of the season uh, against Barnsley. Uh, a good 2-0 victory, a brace for Ravel Morrison, sealed the deal. Uh, one in the first half, one in the second half. Two two brilliant goals for different reasons. You know, the first goal, unbelievable, started, started from our own half. Own, own near our own ugh, near our own penalty area. Great tackle from Festi Abisele. Uh The ball breaks with Bird Lawrence. Plays a lovely ball, um, and Ravel Morrison with the cheekiest of dummies into Plange. Plange great, great awareness, great vision. A little another touch, and Morrison dinked it over the keeper with a fine chip. Um, second half, again another breakaway. Lawrence this time. Back in the side after a, uh, <laughs> a three three match ban, um, you, you think you think he's going to score on his own? Nope, smashes it against the bar, and it bounces out to Ravelli, volleys it low and hard into the to the, to the empty net with keeper nowhere in sight. So, an absolute brilliant brilliant game, brilliant performance from the team, and it's what we needed. These are the games that we have to win. We have to win those games against those teams that are, are in and around us, like Barnsley. Um, with Reading losing as well, that now puts us five points clear, uh, five points um, from safety, um, and it's, I guess it, 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 this team just, you know, we, we look back before the Barnes game, we'd lost three on a bounce, me included, um, as well as a lot of you, had lost a lot of hope. Uh, you know, I think we thought that's it. There's a Season's over now. We're relegated, and I know I did as soon as as soon as the uh, the game against Cardiff had finished, and we'd lost one nil in the in the in the, end, in the final moments. You're thinking that's it. You know that's a game that was winnable. We probably were the better side, but just didn't create. Um, and I thought that's three three losses on the bounce now. That's eight points away from safety. We're not going to bring that back, but another win, and it reignites the hope. And that's what we've got to cling on to at the moment. That hope, you know, that 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 feeling that you know this team, I, I I want I want this team to keep fighting to the end, and I believe they will. I think that if the season, you know, if if we were mathematically down by now, that you know a lot of fans would have lost faith. We wouldn't be filling the ground up week in week out. Um, but this team just doesn't seem to have that ability to to not want to fight. You know, Rooney's got them firing, he's got them fighting, he's got them digging it. Even after three, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say the three defeats were were poor. Maybe the Borough, I, I, just, I don't know what happened there. It's like we didn't turn up. But Luton again, a lot of possession, lose it by a goal. Cardiff, a lot of possession, lose it by a goal, and we did miss Tom Lawrence. Uh, I will come on to that. Um, but Rooney, Rooney's picked these 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 bunch of players up, and he's got them fighting again. And he said, "Now you know, pretty much every game now is a must-win game." And I, and I think it is, but I still think we could potentially. What's it now? What 10, 11 games left? I think if we win all our home games and try and snatch a couple of a couple of, I suppose, uh, wins away from home. Maybe Swansea, Blackpool are, you, are the other ones I'm looking at because then we've got Bournemouth and Blackburn uh, as our next two home games. Um, I think they're the ones we could potentially get three points from, but we need to get it. And I think survival could still be on the cards. Reading just, you know, they, they beat Birmingham last week, but 
could have lost, probably should have lost. You know, apparently Birmingham battered them. I didn't really watch the game, but Birmingham battered them, but just weren't clinical enough. Um, and they, they 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 got a win, and I think that put a bit of a dampener on it on it as well, because they won and we lost. However, they you know you look at their fans on on Twitter, um, they 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 feel like some of them feel like that they're going to go down because they don't trust their manager in Paul Ince, obviously. Not had the greatest of managerial careers, but hey ho, I digest. Um, but yeah, back back to to, to Rooney and Darby. This team is, you know what? After the, I think after the after the Borough game, I, I was upset, um, and I let it, I let it known. You know, I think I tweeted out that that was an absolute shambles, absolute shower. You know, um, and some people were like, "Yeah, but look with a bit." I. My th- my feeling when I said that was I was angry because I'd watched this team battle every single game and it just felt like against Middlesbrough we didn't. And I understand, you know, there's there's a lot of adversity they've had to overcome, but I think my fan the the emotion as a fan really took over there. You know, I'd never stop following this team, never stop you know believing in this team. But it, as a fan, you get times, especially after after a loss, especially when you play poor, that you all of a sudden go. Ugh, that is absolutely shocking, you know. And you you, you start picking out players. I, I did it against Cardiff. I questioned. I said, well, "What's Bird offering? Nothing. What's Knight offering? Nothing." You know that that that's how I felt against Cardiff, and I think it's because I want this team to stay up so bad. You know, one because it's it's my team, it's my club, um, our club, our team, and we don't want to see ourselves get relegated. Uh, and two, just it, it would be an inc- some incredible achievement after everything we've been got, going through, and and I think that's one thing that it desperately needs sorting. And to be honest, the way that this team continues to play, continues to battle, continues to fight, considering that Quantuma keep giving broken promises about. Takeover deadlines, all would be done. I think I think they said it'd be about ten days they'll pick the preferred bidder. That was what, 24, 25 days ago now? Uh, was it last week they then said our oh, preferred bidder would be picked shortly? Still nothing. Um I, I'm lost for words, I really am. You know, you should not be putting time scales on and, and deadlines on if you're not gonna meet them. It seems, you know, I think when they first came in, they said, oh, yeah, we expect to be out of administration early February at the latest. And I understand it's a very tough deal. I get that. You know, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of eyes to cross. That's wrong. There's a lot of eyes to dot and T's to cross. Um, And I just think, but still, you know, you're giving out false hope. We've had to sell players. We've, I think, was it 9, 10, 11 players we've sold or had to let go? First team was an academy players. The academy's almost non-existent now. You know, that, that's, the state, that, that's the state of where we are at the minute and it's, it's, it's horrible to sort of see. You know, we, we, we saw Jozviak go out the door just last week. Yeah, he got us a fee, that's great. But what seems to get me is we've managed to um, to somehow show proof of funds for the remainder of the season. Well, in February, it was we, we'll, we'll try and get them to March. Now, March has come. The AFL, have, the AFL came out and basically 
push Quantuma for some for some evidence because it's clear that Quantuma aren't talking to the AFL. And I think they've had to push him for, for something because there was a point last week that it felt like this club was was done, was li- going to be liquidated, probably wouldn't last the season. But we are. And I mean, I think that, that now gives us hope that we are going to at least last the season. But whether it be Mike Cashley, whether it be Andy Appleby, whether it be the Binnies, whether it be A another who takes over this club, it it needs to happen or at least be a, announced as a preferred bidder as soon as possible, really. Because I think the uncertainty, especially when news news stories come out, you don't know whether they're true or not. You know, sometimes they come out and you go, yeah, that's a load of bull. But then a couple of days or weeks later, it's like, okay, yeah, the, it was actually right. The, the communication's been awful to the fans. Obviously, there is there is uh, supporters group meetings. Are they really? Oh, you know, it, and sometimes it feels like they're hiding stuff from them. You know, and I know obviously I'm part of a supporters group, part of black and white together. We I know what questions we ask, and sometimes it you know we do ask the hard questions. It just feels like they don't want to answer. Um. So it, it's so tough because it, especially when it's like this, fans just just want a bit of clarity, just want a bit of peace of mind, just want to know. I, I understand we can't know the ins and outs of everything, but we need to know more than what we are being told, you know, right now by them. Because it, uh, I just it it just gives us. It, I know I know it's it's messing with people's mental health. Because football and Derby County, to some, is everything. And without that, there'd be nothing. So they, they've got to be a lot clearer with fans about what's, what's going on. You know, and I, I just think it needs to start as soon as possible. And because I, I feel if we get a, a preferred bidder announced, I think that would give... The players another lift, another boost. It would give Wayne Rooney another lift, another boost. Because then it'd be something worth fighting for for the end. Because potentially we could do all this battling. Imagine you do all this battling, you stay up in the championship, and then next season it's, there's no club. You know, it it just it just doesn't feel right at all with them. It, you know what I mean? I get you know, like I said, I, I get it's a tough job, but still, th- th- there's a tough job. You're getting paid for it. You're getting paid an awful lot of money for it. But at the minute, you know, it's five months now: September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Almost, we're coming into up to six months that they've been here, and we've not had a re- resolution yet, or at least a preferred bidder. You know, it felt like it was going to be Mike Ashley that was going to be announced as preferred bidder. That's where everything was pointing. I think last Friday or the Friday before, perhaps, you're thinking, right, Mike, I think it was the Friday before, yeah. Mike Ashley hopefully is going to be announced. That's who we all thought. And, um, yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it built up and built up for nothing. I mean, let, let, let's look at the three bidders. You've got Mike Ashley, the three bidders we know about or we think we know about. Mike Ashley, obviously a billionaire. This is his bag, a distressed business. 
could he pull could he pull it around and turn everything around for us? I think he could. Um, I think he'd like it a lot better as probably all of them would if we were in the championship. Uh, Andy Appleby again, another person that has been here. He's been here before, knows the club inside and out, and you know you'd think that you, you know you'd think that he he could help. Put put it this way: when when it when it was first sort of when we first went into administration and <clears throat> the sort of press started releasing who potential people could be, I emailed Andy Appleby, said, oh, the rumour's true, and he emailed me back and he said, I just I just want to see if I, I... I'll do everything I can to try and save our club. So he still sees this as his club as well. Um, then you've got, obviously, the Binnies, the Binny brothers, who, again, I've, I've had a telephone conversation with very enthusiastic about the club. They've been here for a while now, um, pre-administration, trying to buy the buy the club, but haven't managed to get a deal over the line for one reason or another. Um, and they are, again, no one knows their wealth, but they seem you know, to really want to own a football club. And of all the football clubs that are going for sale, they want Derby County for some reason. So... Well, you know, they seem like the the <laughs> you've got to be you've got to be after something, you know. You, uh, if you want if you want to buy Derby County, the situation it's it's in. You know, when we've seen other clubs be sold or be up for sale, there's a lot lots of clubs that potentially could be a lot more profitable than Derby County. So you know, the bidders are there. It doesn't matter how much they're worth, what the net worth is. Again, you know, a lot of them have said to me, don't always believe what Google tells you. Especially if they're private limited companies, um, you're not going to find out what they're worth. You know, it's one of them. You, 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 everyone Googles what somebody's worth to hear a new name. Google it. Oh, he's worth this much. Okay, cool. Oh, he's only worth this much. Oh, that sucks. Obviously, they're going to be worth quite a lot more than what it, I believe what what it says on uh, on Google um, if, if they can afford to to buy Derby County in the state it's in. So that needs to happen. The takeover does. It needs to happen as soon as possible. Obviously, I've been, it feels like I've been saying this now for the past eighteen months. This takeover needs to happen. You know, we've had several that attempts that none have gone through. I've never seen. I don't feel like I've seen anything in football where it's been this difficult to sell a club. I, I really don't. And this was obviously before administration as well. I remember Mel Morris saying in his interview, well, I felt it would be easier if, uh, if we're going into administration, it'd be easier to sell the club, really. No, it'd be easier for you because it means you ain't got to pay your debts. So, we, you know, if you want to put a blame on anything for the situation, you've got to put it onto Mel Morris because essentially he's the one who spent the money, he's the one who overspent Stephen Pearce, I suppose, has got to take a little bit of the blame. You know, he was the one who guided Mel on, on this amortisation policy that got us into this mess, which caused us to overspend, which then caused us not to be able to pay our bills, which then caused us to go into administration. We could go over and over and over this. We all know the story. But Mel, you know, the, the, the problem is and always has been is Mel Morris. So we... And this is this is still the problem now. And I feel this. I feel personally, this is my opinion, that the problem, that the reason why we've not sold it, is because of this stadium. 
I don't care what you read in the press or anything like that. You know, we don't know who's leaking what, but I personally believe that this stadium is a bigger deal than anyone's actually leaked out into the press. I feel there's a bit huge stumbling block because at the end of the day, Mel wants some money back. Mel's getting nothing at the minute. He's not getting. He won't get anything out of the debt uh, out of um, as a creditor or anything. The only asset he's got that he might get some money back is his stadium. Let's remember, he's pumped a hell of a lot of money in this club, so apparently. So he's going to want some return. And that he can get it. He, you can say, oh, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a fan and all that. Yeah, well, he, he might be. He might not be. Um, but personally, I, I think he's looking for a price for that stadium, which a club that's over £60 million in debt is too much. I personally believe he needs to drop the price of the stadium to whatever and, and, and just sell the club, keep this club alive. You know, I don't know, I, I've, I'm sure, I've seen, you know, I don't know if I've seen anybody wanting to rent it. But again, it, it's another cost, it's a monthly cost, you know, and that adding up to, to um, as well as obviously sorting out deals for creditors, it's a cost and the owner's not really going to want. They're going to want to own that stadium. They're going to want to keep the club, keep the stadium in the club. You know, let, let, let's, let's just remember though, you know, no money really exchanged hands. All they exchanged was paperwork for that, for that stadium. Just asset moving, moved the asset out of the club into one of his own businesses. That's all he did. Oh look, that's now worth it. And obviously, yeah. So, He's never he's never paid for that stadium himself, so whatever he sells it for, he's going to make a profit on it. Realistically, if you think about it, and I think I, I personally think my personal opinion is is that's what the holdup is. I don't think I know there's a, the, the, obviously there's, there's been the issues with Wickham and Middlesbrough. That's now opened another can of worms because Barnsley now are looking to sue. Redden for cheating. Oh, well done, EFL. Now, don't get me wrong, the EFL aren't perfect. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not blameless in this, but I think they've taken more blame than... Well, not more blame, but I think a lot of it was plonked on them for this. Um, which, fair enough, they should have they should have dealt with the Wickham and, and Borough issues better. That seems to have cleared up. That was the stumbling block. Oh, I don't think it was. May may have may have hindered, may have hindered somewhat, but I don't think it was a real stumbling block. I personally believe the real stumbling stumbling block is the stadium, and that needs to be sorted before we can move on. But just moving on back onto to matters on on the pitch, can Derby County survive? In fact, when when I put this out, when, when I share it and everything, I, I want you to tell me what you think. Are we going to survive? You know, five point gaps, nothing. It's two wins, and we've got to help. Hope that Reading lose a couple. I do believe the teams around us have a couple, uh, have a game or two in hand as well. So every game at the minute now is a must win. Now, someone actually said to me, um, well, I didn't say it to me, but I saw, uh, I saw it on, um, I think it was on Twitter, that when we lost twenty one points and we were minus points. 
there was no pressure on the players. Why would there be? Got my, we've, got, we've got negative whatever points it was, negative three or something like that. Negative, I can't remember what it was. Was it negative five? But we had minus points. There was no pressure on him. Minus points, lads. We'll just do whatever. See what we can do. All of a sudden, they racked up 24 points. Well, actually, they racked up, what, 45 points, I think it is? Might be more than that. They've, um, and they've got themselves, obviously, back into a position now where they could actually see that they can stay up. So all of a sudden, the pressure comes on. And someone someone basically put that sorry twenty four yeah twenty four points we've got so uh, essentially then we've we've got what four we've had forty six points that we've got this season so far um, yeah sorry so yeah basically someone put do you think the players are feeling the pressure now now that they're with they're within touching distance and I I feel that that yeah that's a good point because now it's well actually we can do this can we do this five points is nothing. A few weeks ago, I thought Hall might still be in the, you know, might still be in this battle, but I, I, I just think thirty-seven points are on now. I think that's they'll be fine. You know, Derby got twenty-four points. Had we not had the twenty-one deduction, we would be in fourteenth. So mid-table, which I thought at the start of the season, I thought that that would be there or thereabouts where it would be, sort of mid-table, maybe bottom half of mid-table, um, with the squad. I just thought, yeah, it was, it was going to be very difficult. So we are on track for where I thought we'd be, um, and that, that, that's basically what it is. This this team, you know, is not it's not a bottom three side. Reading, on the other hand, would still be in a, in a sort of relegation battle, even if they hadn't had the the six points deducted from them. Um. So yeah, can do you think we can survive? You know, I look at I look at our fixtures, our, our next fixtures. You know, they're not. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not going to be easy. Granted, you know. Uh, I just. I, I look at our fixtures and I think. Right, we've got Bournemouth away. For me, very tough game, but we have beaten them at home. A point. If we can get a point from there, I'd be quite happy. Blackburn away. Another. Another team that obviously came to Pride Park and were on fire when they came here, but now they've sort of had a bit of a dip in form, and I think. You know, Bournemouth, obviously, they lost against Preston at the weekend. But Blackburn, uh, we saw them. And people thought, you know what? They're looking at sort of automatic promotion. But they they really dropped off. And they've had one win in the last um, five games, I think it is. Yeah, one win in the last five. Um, So they are on a little bit of slip and dip of form at the minute. In fact, one win in the last seven. That's how, that's their form. They are they are good at home though. Um, they've only lost one. Wow, they've only lost one in the last ten games at home. So they are good at home, Blackburn are. So again, very tough fixture. Derby. Then we've got Coventry, which Coventry for me uh, a bit a bit of an annoyance, a bit of a thorn in our side. We had a bad first half against them when we played them at their place. Obviously, then Shinny uh, rocked up with the uh, the equaliser in the second half. Cup game, might as well not bothered showing up. We were that poor. Such a poor game. Both teams were awful, to be honest. So it, then it'd been a little bit of a bogey team, I feel. So it'd be nice to get, we've got to get a win. It's at home. Preston, another team that easily, easily winnable. 
I think I, I feel they are. Um, I mean, what do we do? We we drew nil nil at their place earlier this season. Was it? Yeah, was it nil nil? Sure, it was. Again, a team that's that's beatable. Swansea away uh, again, another team that I feel that is it's a tough fixture, but we've been there before. You know, Swansea are picking up a bit of form. They've had good wins against West Brom and Coventry recently. Um, well, it's a, it's a place where we have won before. So you know, again, I, I feel we can get points there. Big one then is Derby versus Fulham. Um, phew. yeah, that that for me another extremely tough fixture. Fulham are, Fulham are absolutely walking this league to be honest. Um, so that's that's a game that is at home, and at home anything can happen. You know, with with the, with our fans, you know, we keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, but I think we we can we can maybe nick a one 0 win there. Got to keep Mitrovic quiet, you know. Hopefully, Cashin and Davis could do a job on him. Um, and then QPR away, pff, another tough fixture, but they're on a bit of a bad run of form at the minute. Bristol City at home again. We like you know Bristol City a hit and miss, very hit and miss. Uh, Blackpool away is another place I think we can go and get points from. Definitely, I think we can go and get points against Blackpool. And then finally, Cardiff on the last game of the season. And Cardiff, as I mentioned, they looked poor when we played them. They looked very poor when we played them at their place, but they got the goal and we didn't. So we need to keep our strikers fit. We need to keep... This is this is it now. We've got, obviously, three games and there's an international break. In that international break, we hopefully, you know, we, keep, we come back, everybody refreshed, everybody energised. Excuse me. <coughs> everybody raring to go. For the final few fixtures of the season, you know, I thought, I, I think it was a big ask to think think that we could get out of the uh, the relegation zone. I felt if we get out of the relegation zone by the end of March, um, then we, we we would probably be, we'd probably survive. But obviously, we saw this team last season, went down to the final day, did what we had to do. wasn't pretty, but we dug in and we we stayed up. So I believe this team can can do it again. Obviously, I mentioned players being fit, players being available. Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence obviously got sent off against Peterborough. Absolutely silly challenge. Um, had three weeks off, or three, sorry, missed three games, and we missed him. We genuinely missed him. Whether you love him or you hate him, arguably, this has been his most consistent season with us in the five years he's been here. Um, Captain-wise, I think he's grown into the role. I think he's got better as the season's gone on. He's providing goals for us. He's providing assists for us. He's provided those moments that in a game where we look like we're not going to score, Sheffield United, obviously, the uh, the obvious choice here, but he looked, in a game where it looked like we weren't going to break the deadlock, find any chances, up, up pops Tom Lawrence with a beautiful individual goal. Before then, obviously, nesting another one in the top corner to win the game. Um, it's just, I think, to be honest, I mean, against um, Barnes at the weekend, I think it was a little bit, but a little bit quiet. But obviously, he did come to life at one point. You know, he he played the ball into plunge uh, for Ravel to score, um, and then obviously it was his shot that his run and his shot that lashed off the bar and fell to Ravel. To, to bang in the uh, the second goal. 
So he was a he has been a he was a big miss for us. So we need to hope he stays fit. Hope he stays without any more bands, um, because it, uh, he's going to be a big big key player for us for the rest of the season. And that again goes with Ravel Morrison, who showed exactly what he can do. Now, interesting enough, he said he sounded like you know he he needed confidence. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but against Cardiff, he you say he missed a chance. Obviously, ball come in, header from what eight yards, and you think he's done everything right here. And the keepers made an incredible reaction save. I'm giving the goalkeepers union. I'm giving the uh, the keeper credit for that. But yeah, he going the wrong way, but he's just stuck an arm out and it's hit it, kept it out. Um, you know. And you think, oh, that was a, that. That for me was the point where I went, yeah, we're not, we're not getting anything out of this game today. Um, but yeah, no, he came in. Obviously, he, he's playing now more further forward. That's where we need him. We need him as that number ten, not sat back in the middle of the park with Bielik and Bird. Uh, yeah, we we need him up there in that final third. Him, Lawrence, Plange, Ebersaley, um, Abue, not Abue. Eberway, I don't know how you say his name. Malcolm, I'll call him Malcolm. Um, all looked a really good attacking threat. And I think if we can keep them together for the rest of the season, then we have a chance. We have a big, big chance. So two key players there, Ravel Morrison and, and Tom Lawrence and me. Can they link up? They they look to work they they look like they worked well together. Link link the play together well. Um Got to keep him fit. Got to keep him, you know, from getting suspended. Don't need that again. Both of them have been suspended this year now. Um, and we've got to keep him being... You've got to be consistent now. Ravel Morrison, if he can put out that performance for 90% of the games that we've got left for the end of the season, uh, I think that... I think we'll survive. I genuinely do. So that's... That's the end of the show. Uh, just a short half-hour show for you. Just weeding my way back in. I am hoping to um, put some the shows on again more regularly. Um, I, basically, then. So what happened was um, I lost. <clears throat> I lost my job. Um, it's one of them things. Um, and with it, I lost my laptop as well. So I was using my work's laptop. So when I was always recording on my work's laptop because it's better than my old one. Um, so that that's why I haven't haven't been recording any episodes really. Um, but now, obviously, I've, I've got an iPad now. <laughs> got a new job. Got and my iPad's mine, not work. So um, got a new job now. So I'm hoping now I can I can get them weekly fortnightly just get them out regular um start talking football again fingers crossed we uh we get this takeover done soon and next time i do one i'll put it out to you so you know you can as you used to do you know put your questions towards me and i'll have a discussion anyway guys thanks for listening uh remember to share like subscribe follow me on on twitter at rams writer facebook the rams right podcast instagram the rams right podcast and tiktok as well if you fancy on there again the rams right podcast <laughs> um Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening, uh, and I shall see you again soon. And as always, come on, Darby!